Happy Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, what a week. It's so a very we've got superstitious week. Very. Full moon. Full moon. Retrograde ending and Friday the 13th. Yeah. Eh, it is what it is. <laughs> Thank God retrograde's over. All of you files. Podcast. All things creepy. Cryptic. Otherworldly. But you're listening to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And we're fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in Virginia anymore, which was amazing. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to everyone that came out to GalaxyCon Richmond. We actually had an awesome turnout. I, I was blown away. I'm not going to say that like when we go to smaller cities like that, you just never know. You don't. You and don't. so I was just, I went in optimistic but yeah at one point like the room was practically full it it really was and i was blown away but like i told you after we left that was the one i felt the most okay with because i beat myself up after the live podcast but then as i'm editing it i really fucked up way more than i thought i did so (laughs) oh yeah losing my spot oh yeah yeah. sidetracked you know nobody got my karen jokes So, yeah, we did our first investigation for season four. Holy shit. Very unexpected. Very, very unexpected. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but I just want to tell everybody, holy shit, I can't wait for you to see this. Yeah, I mean, we, it just was, yeah, unexpected. That's the the only way, but not surprising, if that makes sense. not at all. Um, And Cody, the guy who was there to oversee yes. what we were doing was amazing. He was. He he actually helped us through some of the weird stuff that was going on. Yeah. He was so he's he's found himself in sort of like a historian setting. Yeah. Whereas like he he just started working here because he really he was like drawn to the place. And now he can answer any question about that building. That like any question about yeah. the building, the land, the what happened on July 13th this day? And, and he would know it. It's amazing. It really is. The coolest thing I found out when I was there was I had done the story on Grace Sherwood last weekend. And the first time I had investigated, oh, it was Fairy Plantation in case you guys didn't know where we investigated. Um, the first time I was there, there were a couple, I think three ladies there that were kind of overseeing as I was investigating. And one of them was the lady that pushed to get Grace Sherwood exonerated yeah. from her witch accusation slash whatever they're called because law is hard. But it was really cool. And, and she wrote a book about yeah. Grace Sherwood. And I read through most of it, actually, while I was waiting for my plane um, on the way back from Virginia. But it was really cool. That's it was awesome. really cool. And the house looks exactly the same. You know, some stuff has been moved yeah. around. But you walked in and you just got this great vibe great vibe and i got worried when you said you know I'm, I'm just not feeling a lot i was like oh shit well because i think it was because i i kind of expected to walk in and feel a lot and see the little girl like i kept telling well, you just i mean just <laughs> any place with like slave history and how old the building is and oh, how God. much work's been done to it and it was vacant and then it was of course like kids partying inside and this like there's just so much energy that you don't know what's happened like at higginsport it was a school but yet someone you know od'd in the basement while it was vacant like you don't know what all's going to be there you can't just be like oh it was a house families lived here yeah that building has such a rich long history that's why i was like i just i don't i expected to go in and kind of be like oh my gosh overwhelmed but it didn't it felt no it really did it was a great time and um if you are not a member of our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash oddity files. We actually, I remembered to film a little recap of us on the drive to the airport the next day. So again, no spoilers. It's probably pretty much everything we just spoke about, but you should still check out our Patreon page and um, lend a helping hand if you can. It's official. Season four has begun filming. And if you guys are like, what are they talking about? Season four. Head on over to Amazon Prime. If you're a Prime member, you get three full seasons for free. Mm -hmm. 
uh, again, I highly recommend season three because yes. my editing has gotten better. Maybe we should make season one and two not free. Yeah, charge for <laughs> like that. Like $40 yeah. on the meet. You really don't want to watch it. No, but it's it's fun. And I cannot believe all the feedback we're getting about how everybody loves the way we investigate. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing different? But you know, honestly, I think it's just we talk to the spirits like they're act- they're people actually in the room with us. Yeah, it's true. I mean, almost almost every show, they go. I mean, it's literally kind of like hunting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like they go sure. after it. Whereas we just go and we're we're immersed in it, and we're we're okay with if. Not, I mean, yeah, it's a bummer when nothing happens. But when we're not getting activity, we don't sit there and harass the spirits or provoke them. Like, yeah. we. Sometimes I mean, you tell me to whip out the mommy voice, but that's just to keep them in line. Yeah, that's when they start acting up. Though. Yeah. <laughs> and I would do that if it was a real person right. as well. So if you haven't watched the show, that's what makes us different. That's why people are sending us emails and, and messaging us on Twitter and all the places just saying how much they're enjoying it. And I couldn't be more pleased because... I'd still do this even if nobody liked what we were doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything interesting and paranormal going on in your life? I know you're you're immersed in day job day work. Day job stuff. But we we saw that coming. No, this morning I had something weird happen. So I had my phone um, like somehow next to me. I either like fell asleep with it. But it was on my arm, I guess, when the alarm went off. Oh. And it was also vibrating. And in my half asleep state, it felt like some like I thought someone was like oh, grabbing shit. my arm. Oh. And I like freaked out. I was like ah! freaking out. And then once I was completely awake, I was like, oh my gosh. The okay, dogs are looking at me like, uh, are you okay? Chill dad. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Right. Uh, nothing real spooky going on here. I will say only you are gonna get this and the listeners are gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about, but things seem different in my house right now. Really? Because of what happened at Ferry. So th- hmm. in, a, in a very, very good way. I'm not, I, for months I was have I was waking up to dreams where I was stressed out. I'd wake up stressed out and then I'd be, you know, like, eh, the rest of the day. But honestly, since we gotten back, I've I had a real weird dream about my, my sperm donor dad that ugh, nobody talks about. But um, other than that, I've been just waking up to normal dreams. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm always still looking for something. I think that's just, yeah. My brain's way of saying you're a little stressed. Yeah. And I can never find that thing. One of my – so my friend Jordan, she does um, – she works for this company. And not her boss, but like the person, someone above her, is like very into – Jordan calls it witchy things. Mm. And she was she was like, one day we just got on the, the subject of Ouija boards. And I told her, like, they freaked me out. I played with one when I was a kid. And like, still to this day, it just freaks me out. I haven't done it since. And yeah. the girl was like, "You need to go back to that house and close that portal." Oh, like close you need it. like every session. Like when you open it, you think it, you close it. This, that, another. And Jordan was like, "It kind of freaked me out even more because I was like, my mom doesn't live in that house anymore. Like, <laughs> how, how am I gonna, gonna get, get in? in this house?" Um, but I was like, if she's ever in town, like we should absolutely meet up because I'm sure like I could talk her ear off oh yeah absolutely and the experiences we've had until we started doing this i didn't know you needed to close the ouija board session and things like that so that could be why i'm i'm remember marjorie's story about how she's a lighthouse for spirits yeah i'm really starting to think that might be the case for me yeah (laughs) but how do i get them to go away that's that's what i'm stressed out about today I tell them not to follow me home, but I guess just like real people, they don't always listen. Right. So, but in case. Get some citronella candles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did smudge the hell out of my house two days ago, and then my sage did the same thing it did the last time you were here, and the whole thing went up, and I couldn't get it to blow out. And then the next day, I was doing Palo Santo, because I'm just trying to keep shit clear to, during retrograde, and... It did the same thing. So weird. So weird. I don't know. I just wish I under I was more in tune with what's going on around me. It's so difficult, though. I mean. You have no idea. Yeah. But in case you couldn't tell, we're a paranormal podcast. Yes, we are. <laughs> and we talk about witchy stuff and ghosty stuff and alien stuff and big, tall, hairy guy stuff. Not nearly enough. I know. I found out today that 
in Texas, apparently Bigfoot is bigger. And they call him the tall, hairy guy or something like that. Oh, really? That's probably absolutely wrong. So make sure you guys email and tell me what he's actually called <laughs> Who in Texas. Knew? But apparently everything is bigger in Texas. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So I have some paranormal in the news. It's not new news. Okay. This is dated June 29th, 2015. I came across it. I wrote down the link. And... This is from Vicksburg, Mississippi. A team of ghost hunters found the body of a missing woman on Sunday as they explored the old Coon Memorial State Hospital in Vicksburg, Vicksburg, a site known to be one of Mississippi's most haunted. What would you do if you found a dead body? When people say, like, why are you scared when you're walking around in these places? That. That's exactly why. That. <laughs> like, oh, what did I just trip on? A dead person's a dead arm. Person. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just goes on to say, you know, they yeah. went to the police and this, that, and the other. But I think I, I put that in my notes because, holy shit, what if Could we came across a dead body? Imagine? No, I'd be all like, don't touch anything, evidence everywhere. Ugh. But I think this was before, while it was like abandoned and why, you know, people shouldn't investigate yep. abandoned buildings because... Yep. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. <laughs> uh, what else do I have on my list of things to do? Oh, um, I started watching the Ted Kaczynski documentary on Netflix. Okay. He's the Unabomber. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it went back as far as it did. But I'm watching this and they're talking about him. And it hit real hard with me <laughs> because he's a loner. He was a loner who lived okay. in the woods. He hates people. Okay. <laughs> and people are generally disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and holy shit, thank God I don't know how to make a bomb. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, you know, maybe I should talk to people more. <laughs> but I do uh, live in a secluded house in the woods and I people are more than generally disappointing. <laughs> People are just fucking disappointing. But um, yeah, so my goal, my new intent, my intention I'm going to set with this full moon is going to be <laughs> to let more into my life instead of pushing it all out. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't know. Stuff and things. So, yeah, we've got dead bodies and haunted locations. We've got your cell phone scaring the shit, shit out of you. Not being swore someone was grabbing my Paranormal at all. And I have serial killer potential. That is the sum up of the first part <laughs> of the show. But. <laughs> with that being said. With that being said. So if you guys are new to Oddity Files, like she said, we have a TV show and the podcast. The podcast stemmed from the, the TV show. And we're actually holding a contest right now for the entire month of March where if you leave a review on either, whether it's the podcast on Apple Music or wherever you listen and are able to leave a or review. Or IMDb or Amazon Prime. That's what we need to talk yeah. about. <laughs> or if you want to review the TV show, like she said, at um, Amazon Prime, IMDb, wherever you can watch the TV show and just shoot us a screenshot of your review to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Once a month, we do a drawing, and whoever wins, we just send some cool little oddity file stuff. Whatever we have laying around. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely hit us up. A couple people have yeah. already for this month, so I'm super excited about that. Um, also updated the website. It had been a hot minute. It's uh, oddityfiles.com. I made a new banner. On yeah. the top with like some updated photos of us. Um, also, we've got some merch on the website as well. Um, I get a lot of people asking me about my my weird shirts, like my weirdest, the new cool shirt and my weirdo shirt and just an Oddity Files shirt in general. If you click on shop on OddityFiles.com, it will take you there. Um, we're also on all the socials. Yes, all of them. On Twitter, on Instagram, we are just at oddity files and then facebook we're oddity files fan page or fan group fan maybe? group yeah. you would think we would know by now no. um, but it is a closed group that's just because we don't want nosy people sniffing around without permission so <laughs> you can ask for permission and then we'll um we'll give it to you unless you look 
unless sketchy. you look sketchy, like no, you're going to just steal the locations we're investigating sketchy and then use it for your own travel channel show. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Still bitter about it. <laughs> Speaking of bitter, let, let's let's hash it out about this um, IMDb review that you had so much Hilarious. fun with on your Instagram. I actually laughed. Like, so <laughs> stuff like that does not get to me. And this. I find it fun. <laughs> I Sometimes I let it get to me, especially when they call me out just because my hair's in my eyes. This, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this one out of 10 stars, because IMDb, you're able to give 10 stars. And this review was left February 28th, 2020. So like. Oh, it's new. Less than a week old. It's the the subject is would have been good, comma, except dot, 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 dot. Well, then, you know, it's going to be trouble. Right. I mean, one out of ten, not even two. I know. <laughs> I'll never understand these paranormal shows where the investigators ask any spirit present to make contact and touch them. Then when they get touched, they freak out and end the investigation like the wimps that they are. Please, people, you are not you are not meant to be paranormal investigators. Perhaps Clayton, a nice show about crocheting or knitting would be uh, more in your realm of comfort. <laughs> I Hilarious. Two... When have we ever quit an investigation because we were touched? They clearly didn't watch the full episode. Well, here's the thing. Do they investigate? Even though you're asking to be touched, you don't expect it to happen. That's why you ask. Exactly. And it's going to throw you off guard. Right. Like that time that thing uh, in Red Key tugged at my wallet. Oh, yeah. And you were like, nope, I'm not here. Yeah, I jumped three feet in the air. But we didn't leave. No, we didn't leave at all. So at Montgomery NJ... On IMDb. Oh, you just, just watch more episodes. All around. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I um somebody posted on our Facebook page the other day that if she doesn't stop pushing her tits out <laughs> in the in blah 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 and my hair being in my face. I'm like, first of all, it's called posture. <laughs> I have big boobs. I paid for them. So I'm gonna show them off if I can. Second of all, you know, if you can't complain about something real. Right. And here's the other thing. Who the fuck has time to write a bad review? I mean, apparently these people. <laughs> for and especially something about like the hair being in your face. I'm surprised I haven't gotten any bad reviews about like boogers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the last investigation I will have bo- boogers everywhere just because you know hashtag coronavirus. Right. Um, <laughs> do you didn't get the coronavirus though? I'm, I was Correct. worried when you had your lips on the mic in Virginia. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> super worried i'm like can you take lysol to a microphone i don't even know everywhere sold out of lysol so it's true and toilet paper why toilet paper okay i am getting way off course here well i have stories i have stories too and i have no clue who goes first i think you go first because i went okay didn't i go first in richmond yes you absolutely did which was a great story by the way when i was editing it i'm like this is actually really good guys I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, See what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out, and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talon. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files, one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. 
So um, next week, I head out to do an event with my dear friend, Tiffany Rice. She'll do one of her amazing readings, which I can say I've been to, I've not been to before, where she does a, a group reading. Yeah. Kind of excited to see how that works. And I'm really looking forward to it. And then we'll lead an investigation. Okay. And then um, this amazing home is called Maplecroft. Mm -hmm. It's in Fall River, Massachusetts. And I wasn't able to find a whole lot about the hauntings that go on there other than the Kindred Spirits episode, which I watched and it was absolutely amazing. But I just kind of wanted to go over what happened to Lizzie Borden after the trial. Ooh, okay. Because this that's is really something cool. that's always intrigued. And me. most people just think, oh, she did it at the trial. Done. Yeah. yeah. End of story. Yeah, no, no, exactly. no, no, no. This girl got her happily ever after. So I'm really excited about it. So we've all heard the story of Lizzie Borden and the accusations that she took an axe and killed her father and stepmother. Both Clayton and I have both taken the tour of the murder house and uh, we've, we've not investigated it at all. But what were your vibes when you went to Lizzie Borden's bed and breakfast? Um, Kind of like what I anticipated it being. Like, yeah. I think just the overwhelming sense of like something happened here. Yeah, for but sure. But it also makes like there's so many people that visit it every single day. I know. So there's just a – yeah, I don't know. I, I felt something. Yeah. So um, I know my first tour, I was intrigued by the stories, the evidence, etc. But once they spoke of Lizzie's life after her acquittal, the fabulous life she chose to live – Despite all the naysayers and the haters, I know she wouldn't be at the Borden house. She would be at Maplecroft, which is what I'm about to tell you the story of, where she tried to live her happily ever after. Now, the first time I was at the murder house, um, I didn't really get any vibes at all. But the second time, I swear to all that is lovely that I felt a male presence <laughs> in the bathroom with me. And not a presence like, oops, I didn't know you were in here. It was like... I'm a creeper, and I'm going to sit here and watch what you do. Okay. And I really got the vibe that it was Mr. Borden, and there's lots of evidence that the man was a fucking creeper. Okay. So there's that. Ew. Gross. Ew. So let's go on to Lizzie's happily ever after. After the murders, the defense was simple. Lizzie's high-priced attorney, George Dexter Robinson, argued that the police had no hard evidence against his clients and that the woman seated before the jury was incapable of committing a crime of such frenzied brutality. In his closing arguments, he said to the jury, to find her guilty, you must believe that she is a fiend. Does she look it? And then the 12 men of the jury took only 10 minutes to acquit her. Oh. Out of respect for the judicial process, they waited exactly one hour to return their verdict. Lizzie collapsed in tears as spectators broke into spontaneous cheering. So, you know, kind of plays out yeah, like a exactly. scene of a movie, how you would expect it to. I'm surprised she didn't faint because everything was fainting back then. Um, but let's talk more about Lizzie, who after the trial changed her name to Lizbeth. And like I said, this is her happily ever after. Elizabeth and her sister Emma were now very wealthy women, and they bought a spacious house on the hill where the well-to-do of Fall River resided. The new house had all the amenities that the old one lacked, modern plumbing, a telephone, and the servants were said to be among the best paid in the city. Talk about, I'm going to show y'all. Um, Lizzie named the house Maplecroft and had the name etched into the front steps. A small thing, but apparently offensive to some of her new neighbors. Of course. Of course. Uh, Maplecroft was only a mile from the house where the crimes were actually committed. So why would Lizbeth decide to move just a mile from the murder house? So many people were so sure she had done it and weren't afraid to tell anyone who would listen. A newspaper at the time had quoted one, this is in quotes, voracious informant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who it was, um, but this informant said that Lizzie said, when the truth comes out about this murder, I want to be living here so I can walk downtown and meet those of my old friends who have been cutting me all these years. I love this fucking woman. 
And maybe she simply believed that. Having been found not guilty, she could take up her life again as if nothing happened. If so, she was wrong. So the public that had cheered her acquittal turned against her as well. The Fall River Daily Globe, which had decided Elizabeth Borden was the killer two days after the murder, refused to accept the verdict. For two decades thereafter, on the anniversary of the Borden murders, the Daily Globe ran a thinly veiled sarcastic diatribes, I don't know, paste and cut, such as this one, which appeared in 1904. So they took out like a full page ad yeah. and it said, there occurred one dozen years ago today, one of the most shocking, unnatural, base and mercenary crimes that ever befouled the pages of civilized history. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. Talk about a sentence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the demon that swung the axe, which sent two souls to eternity at that time, has never yet been punished for his dash or her dash crime have i ever told you how much i hate people (laughs) (laughs) apparently the media was just as one-sided back then as it is today sigh okay so in 1897 lizzie faced another scandal when she was accused but not charged of shoplifting while she was visiting rhode island leading her to become even more isolated within the walls of maplecroft Maybe that's why I love her so much. She just doesn't want a people. But I said I was going to change. Anyway, um, I'm going to talk to Lizzie. I'm going to find out if I should change. (laughs) So Fall River Society may have treated Lizbeth like a pariah, but others were more than willing to take advantage of her wealth and generosity. An avid theater goer, Lizbeth began traveling frequently to New York, Boston, in Washington, D.C., and elsewhere to shop and attend plays, shows, and musicals. She also began throwing lavish parties at Maplecroft for her new friends. Of course she did. Happily ever after. Um, Much was made of her friendship with actress Nance O'Neill. It was a time when acting was still considered a morally questionable career. Okay. And now we worship them. (laughs) Anyway, um, the press dubbed... Nance as the American Bernhardt. I'm assuming that was a famous person back then. Should have Googled it. Lisbeth met Nance in Boston around 1904, and the two quickly became close. Lizzie doted on her, and gossip soon began to spread that the two were having a sexual relationship. So, though there, though neither woman commented on the accusations, some accused Nance of taking advantage of Lizzie's generosity and financial support. Everybody deserves a sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, who had been her sister's closest confidant throughout their lives, grew increasingly frustrated with Lizbeth. It says Lizzie in here, and I'm trying to correct myself and moved out of Maplecroft in 1905, later telling a Boston newspaper, the happenings at the French Street house that caused me to leave, I must refuse to talk about. Everybody talked so fancy back then. It's true. I did not go until conditions became absolutely unbearable, which she said enough, I believe, but Emma still defended her sister at that point. She said, queer. Yes, Lizzie is queer, Emma said. But as for her being guilty, I say no, and a decidedly no. So back then, queer meant weird or different. Mm-hmm. So should we change my sign off to weird is the new queer? Ooh, maybe. I like that a lot. In 1926, the newspapers discovered that a Mary Smith Borden, who had checked into a Providence hospital with gallbladder trouble, was actually Lizbeth. She's trying to hide her name and shit. I love this woman. She was reported to have been... A troublesome patient, which she'd been through some shit. I'm yes. just saying. After a year of continuing health problems, she died at home in Fall River. Her estranged but loyal sister, Emma, followed her in death only a few days later. Whoa, oh, I didn't know that. I think her sister was her soulmate, and she just got too big for her britches. Her friends held a small funeral service at Maplecroft, and she was laid to rest in the family plot in Oak Grove Cemetery. Though close friends said Lisbeth had a theory about the identity of the murderer of Andrew and Abby Borden, she took it to her grave. Over the last 34 years of her life, despite numerous requests for interviews, 
she never said a public word about it, wow. which that takes a lot. Yeah. Especially if everybody's being so fucking rude. Her only statement after the trial was her last will and testament executed 16 months before her death. Her estate estimated at $265,000. She left nothing to Emma saying she has enough to make herself comfortable, which I get. The city of Fall River got $500 for perpetual care of her father's burial lot. And there was no mention of her stepmother. And I mean, there was no secret that her and her stepmother did not get along. She was generous to her servants and left cash and jewels to a number of friends, including an old schoolmate, Adelaide B. Whip. Whip with a W and an H. And I don't know why I said that. So her largest endowment, which was $30,000 in cash plus some stock, went to the Fall Fall River Animal Rescue League. Wow. Explaining, I have been fond of animals and their needs is great, and there are so few who care for them. The league is still going, and it pays tribute to the Borden sisters, as Emma also left the league $20,000 upon her death, which I'm sure was like $3 million That's back crazy. Then. So, yeah, she'd have been fine, even though Liz yes. didn't, uh, Lizbeth didn't leave her anything. Um, but they keep photographs of the sisters on the wall of the shelter lobby located at 747 Dunphy Street in Fall River, Massachusetts. Subsequent annual reports reveal these monies were invested so well that some income is still revived from them, derived from them to this day. After Lizzie's death in 1927, the league took care of her dogs. According to later reports, it was also the league who handled the burial of Lizzie's do- Lizbeth's dogs as oh. well. Yeah. She had three, over the years, she had three Boston Terriers. Okay. I'll post a picture. There's a really famous picture of her with one of the dogs sitting on oh. her lap. She's on the porch of Maplecroft. So, yeah, it was trying to find any evidence, like I said, other than the Kindred Spirits episode, which I highly right. recommend going to check out. Um, their evidence pretty much. S- They are probably the closest to the way we investigate. They treat these spirits like they're people and are there to tell their story. And their Maplecroft episode, when they investigated, um, they got some great EVPs and some great spirit box activity of Lisbeth saying that she wanted to be called Lisbeth from here on out. Don't call her Lizzie. And that they needed to remove any documentation about the murders from her house. Well, which she told her story and it from everything I read here, she's going to say it like she sees it. Yeah. And and the house did that. So wow. super pumped about this uh, night up on the hill with Tiffany Rice yeah. next week. It's a sold out event. Hopefully, maybe we'll do some more. It'll be a good time. But there is the story of Lisbeth Borden. And I what? love this woman. The sequel. Yes. Ex- the story that's not been. Right. It was really hard to find this information. Even. I bet. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, so what's your story? So mine takes us to Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Out in West Texas on a wide shoulder of Highway 90, just east of Marfa in Presidia County, curious people gather on clear nights to view a ghostly phenomenon. Ooh. As dusk begins to fall, strange lights appear to hover in the air and then just disappear unprompted. The lights have been described as otherworldly. Ooh. They chose the right word. Yes. Some find them friendly, while others believe that they might be sinister. Witnesses claim to see lights dart in one direction and another, change color, and apparently just dissolve and just as quick as they appeared. Oh, wow. They're called the Marfa Lights. They're also known as the Chinati Lights or the Marfa Mystery Lights. Ooh. They're largely it just like a phenomenon that no one really knows what's going on that has just added to the intrigue of Texans for generations. Like people have been coming to look at these things for forever. I want to go now. So first and foremost, it's important to point out that the lights are not a figment of collective imagination or just like hearsay. Okay. The mystery lights have been well documented by scientists and celebrities alike. If you go to the Marfa lights viewing center, you're likely to see some of them for yourself. James Dean is, um, James Dean is said to have been so obsessed with them during filming the movie Giant 
that he would keep a telescope on him at night just to watch them. Oh, I don't blame him. Ghost lights are an ancient phenomenon that occurs. Maybe they were telling him not to get in that car. Go Uh, ahead. Yeah. Ghost lights are an ancient phenomenon that occur worldwide. Some people call them Willow the Wisps. Okay. Will hyphen O hyphen the hyphen Wisps. While others refer to them as swamp lights or orbs. It's hard to say exactly what the Marfa lights first or when they first appeared. There are reports of the sightings back to the 19th century, but the first known printed account of them shows up in a 1957 issue of a magazine, and they referred to as the Texas Ghost Lights. Ooh, that's my favorite. Theories are everywhere as to what they are. Some people believe that the mysterious lights are paranormal in essence, that they are perhaps spirits, um, just the luminous remains of lost souls. Some say that they are alien in nature and possibly like something left over from UFOs or something trying to contact UFOs. The skeptics tend to believe that the lights are merely atmospheric reflections of campfires and headlights of cars on nearby roadways. Okay. So there are two notable studies on the Marfa lights. One was done by Society of Physics students at the University of Texas at Dallas in 2004. Another study was conducted four years later by a group of scientists from Texas State University. The Texas State scientists spent 20 nights using spectroscopic technology to observe the lights, which sounds really technical. Really sciencey. Both studies came to similar conclusions, that the Marfa lights were most likely caused by headlights of cars driving on Highway 67 or by small campfires in the distance. Although, some people who have seen the lights absolutely deny that solution. Like, people that have lived there for years are just like, that's not what it is. Michael Hall wrote a piece on the subject for Texas Monthly in the 2006 article titled, The Truth is Out There. His article explored both magical, if you will, and scientific explanations for the lights. Um, In one part of it, he says, My wife and I got married in Alpine six years ago, and the night before... The wedding party wound up at the viewing area. Alcohol was involved, and so was a lot of loud talk. There were more than a dozen of us, and just as a funny movie is to be funnier with a group of friends, so is a mystery more mysterious. We all agreed, no way are those those car lights. Hall wanted badly to believe, but after doing his own research using telescopes, binoculars, you know, um, even like trying to do tests with strobe lights Mm -hmm. that he would take away on the distance... He had his doubts about everything. Some people enjoy the mystery of the Marfa lights even more than the lights themselves. Um, a woman saw the lights during her time attending a university in Alpine, and she says it's the strangest thing to ponder. It just blows your mind that you just see something like this, um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You don't always see them when you go, and they never look the same every time you're there. It's really a great mystery, and I don't know if I want it solved. See, that's the thing. Yeah. So in general, ghost lights are considered evasive and mysterious, popping up in random places in the dark just to a few witnesses. However, in Texas, the mystery lights are easily spotted from the same location almost every night. This is a suggestion that says, like, okay, it's not supernatural, but it's something, something's causing this. One way that the mysterious Marfa lights could be car lights is to appear as if they were, like, through an optical illusion and there's one optical illusion that probably everyone has experienced if you don't live way up in the north. Think about driving down a long stretch of highway in the summer. The road is baking in heat and the um, like not a cloud in the sky. The sun's just, you know, cooking the pavement. Suddenly up ahead, it looks like the road is wet. Yeah. Obviously, there wasn't a rain shower. Um, what you're actually seeing is an optical illusion commonly known as heat haze or heat shimmer. I never knew what that was called. It occurs when extreme heat near the surface of the road refracts the light from the sky. In simple terms, the ground becomes a mirror and reflects the sky. Yeah. During daylight hours, when there's not much on the horizon, your brain interprets this heat haze as water. However, the haze from the layers of air can actually create a mirror image, also known as like just inverted what, you know what it is yeah when it's in front of something large like a mountain the effect of which is to make something in the distance seem to appear upside down like it's being reflected into a pool of water that simply isn't there 
Now imagine if you were to do that with car headlights traveling along a road or a campfire in the middle of the night. Now you have these lights that okay. are appearing in the distance. Ish. Exactly. So a mirage could even be to blame when the weather is cold. Cold air mirages are known as superior mirages. They happen when the air close to the ground is colder than the air above it. They are more common in polar regions than the Texas desert, but yeah. it's another explanation. However, if you take into consideration, and this is my favorite part, that there were reported sightings of ghost lights in that area in the 1850s before oh, Texas that's had what I roads wanted to know. or cars. Or headlights. But, yeah. Could it really be something paranormal? No one really knows what happens because they can't, like, they've yet to test it and be like, yep, it was a car. Yep, yeah. it was a it was a campfire. And being that close to New Mexico could be aliens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when I saw that, especially when the guy went out with lights himself, came all the way back with, because he took strobe lights out there so he could see, like, if it was flashing. Yeah. Nothing. Really? Yeah. And it is this crazy mystery. So one of our good friends, Molly. Okay has seen a light like this really did she tell you that story when she was living so. in cincinnati no and she was leaving because she watched over that um like those horse stables mm-hmm. and one night she said it was kind of late and she was leaving and it was just like on a bunch of rolling land and out like in the field was this hovering light wow they kind of just like traveled a little bit then disappeared that's insane. Well, she sees stuff we don't. Yeah, but it makes you wonder. Yes, is this something that like could be either extraterrestrial or just atmospheric? Like, is yeah. something mixing like with the something? Northern yeah, lights exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Th- that this is just a hotspot for it. But it, I like the one woman's quote. How she's always lived there and like always seen them. I don't know if I want them solved. Like, it's not like they're harming anything. Exactly. And, and it it's, it's like some people thinking it's sinister and, and, one, and some people thinking it's not. It's how you go into it. It's how you look at it. It's yeah. how you interpret it. But if they come out and be like, no, it's just this. Then it like you lose all that sense of wonder. Yeah. I I, I was just checking my, my list of things because I know this story. Oh, I yeah. thought it was in Michigan. So maybe there's one in Michigan as well. Yeah. It's been on Fact or Faked. Hi, Ben Hansen. <laughs> and um, I think Mysteries at the Museum has done something on it as well. Yeah. It's been a long time, but I think fact or faked. They thought they debunked it with car lights, but they kind of left it up to your own right. personal interpretation. But it's it's a crazy story. Are there a it lot is. of trees out there? Did you see videos of it? I don't think it? so. Okay, then this one's trees. different. Okay. But if it's going all the way back to the 1800s, there's no way it's headlights. No, no way. It's headlights. And it can't be like... Big like flashlight, like it's just no, not. It's not. It's, maybe it's a ghost walking along with a lantern. <laughs> I'm gonna go with in a that. white dress. Yes, <laughs> Victorian style. Yes. that was a great story. I love yeah, that. It was super cool. That's a that's a big thing about ghosts in general is it's it's how you go into it. Whether yeah. you think it's gonna be evil or whether you think it's gonna be. Actually, it was funny. I was hanging out with my grandson last night. And he calls skulls, instead of saying they're skulls, he calls them creepy. <laughs> I'm like, they're not creepy. And his mom asked him, um, is is this scary? And he goes, yes, it's scary. And I go, are ghosts scary? And he goes, yes. I said, no, they're not. Remember the group, the book Gigi reads yeah. to you? It's how to scare a ghost and that they're fun and you can play with them. And that's my goal with this one because my kids were just as scared of everything as I was. Yeah. Is, is to make him more open-minded and sure. not as scared of everything. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of the main reasons why when we go on investigations, I don't like to stick around when they're taking us through tours and saying, oh, someone died in this room. Right. Or, or there's like really dark energy in this room. Like I don't like to know that because then when we're investigating, the moment you step foot in that room, that's yeah. all you're thinking about. Right. And, and I don't so, trust anybody, so I don't take any of it to heart. <laughs> so when you go in just open-minded without any sort of influence, it allows you to, like we say all the time, it allows us to find our own evidence. Right. And like Fairy, when we were there, the room where we had the most activity, I had none last time. So I walked into that room, was like, and it, because it was what I had been through before, I'm like, nothing's going to happen yeah. in here. Let's just give it a shot. And it was batshit crazy. So just 
in all aspects of your life, people, have an open mind. Yes. And wash your fucking hands. <laughs> um, do we have time for a story? Yeah. yeah. Let me grab one real quick. So this one's subject line is haunted X? Question mark. Ooh. It just starts off. It just gets right into it. <laughs> I rented a house from my friend's parents. I lived there without incident for a couple of years. My fiance moved in and weird things began to occur. Things started going missing and would turn up in places we never put them. Hmm. He left a textbook he needed for class in the middle of the kitchen table, and we went to eat. Came back home, and it had vanished. We looked all over. We went to night class, with, and he went to night class without it. He found it in a locked cabinet in the spare bedroom. Dun, dun, dun. He came home from work once, locked the door, and jumped in the shower. When he came out, he said the front wooden door and screen door were both wide open. What or whoever it was didn't mess with me much. Lucky. Um, I would see small, round, fuzzy kind of shadow ball things roll across the floor in the doorways of rooms when I was in them. I got the feeling it was checking on me to see what I was doing. I named it Fred. Hmm. Hey, Fred. I like Fred. I like Fred, too. Um, we had a friend stay with us for a week. I woke up really early one morning and found him on his hands and knees crawling on the floor. I was thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> I asked if he needed help finding something. We had a couple of hamsters. He told me he saw one of them was out, and he kept seeing it in the doorway running out and looking at him and then hiding. All the hamsters were asleep in the cage. I love when other people see the shit I see. <laughs> I explained Fred to him and that was when and that was what he had been seeing. That kind of stuff happened off and on after we got married. My mother made fun of me when I told her about it, told me we were nuts and laughed about it. Apparently Fred didn't like that because the next time she came into the house by herself when we weren't home, he flew in her face. Oh, be careful what you say in front of paranormal activity. <laughs> he didn't touch her. Just a round ball-like thing came at her face and disappeared in front of her eyes. Scared the crap out of her, and she never laughed about him again. <laughs> he, Fred showed her. Yeah. Um, we separated and eventually divorced. The odd thing was, I never saw Fred again. Whoa. I know. My ex called me one day and asked, I know this sounds dumb, but have you seen Fred lately? I hadn't, so I asked him if he had. He said, yes, he had. I couldn't help but laugh and say, well, good luck with him, and hung up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figure Fred did not come with the house. He came with my ex and left with him, too. Yeah. First divorce I know of where someone got custody of the haunt, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's paperwork so he doesn't come back. This is from Denise. Edit as needed if you want to use. Oh, okay. So this was uh, the girl who had the suicide couch. Oh. And, and she, she goes on with that as well. The person that owned the house told my mom about the couch after my parents moved in. I wasn't born until two years later. Back then, furniture was really expensive and nobody thought anything about having something reupholstered. Um, he hadn't been laying dead for days or anything like that. Me, I would have chucked it. <laughs> same girl, same. same. I've always been curious because it was there when we moved out. If anyone ever saw the, st the guy on the stairs again. Best letter ever. So good. Yeah. So Fred, I, I, I wonder if Fred's oh, still Lord. haunting the ex. Maybe. And who Fred could be. Maybe... The ex, I don't know. Maybe it's a family member, but just like a little fuzzy ball of something. I've never seen anything like that. Mom freaked the fuck out, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, Denise, I appreciate you clarifying about your past story as well. Guys, even if you send in a story. Yeah, it's okay. Absolutely. Send in another one because we cannot get enough of it. We tell our stories all the time. I know. It's all you get is our stories. If you want to know how to... You can email those to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. And um, all we ask is that they are in story form. So don't just send us a couple sentences. Um, we ask that you just send in a story, and then we'd love to feature you. Absolutely. And like I said, we love the stories. And the, the people that are listening love to hear them, too. Yeah. So absolutely do that. Um, weird is the new queer. And goodbye. Ghost on. 
Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.